Hey yo, warm tea, mine in black, yaounde se se koma. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to Gary and Peanuts, I'm your host Blacks. Today, we're going to be talking about the bombing of a Libyan migrant center that happened on July the 3rd. Before I start, I want to give a condolences to the migrants who have lost their lives on these routes and their loved ones. May the ancestors and the universe answer your prayers. Before we properly discuss this, we must go back to 2009 and 2010 to provide some background information. At the time, Gaddafi was a bit of an international pariah, and in order to buy back some prestige, he decided to offer a deal to Europe. He would stop migrants at both the border of Libya and within Libyan territory in exchange for $5 billion. The Europeans looked at him like, psych! and gave him $50 million over the course of three years, from 2010 to 2013. You got, this was coinciding with the beginning of the rise of the migrant crisis within Europe. They were averaging about 2,400 migrants landing daily on the coast of Greece and Italy. Boom. Simple enough, right? Here's the kicker. Civil war breaks out. Gaddafi dies. The UN-backed government, the government and national accord, gets formed, and they attempt to create unity throughout the country. Problem is, in the eastern part of the country, the House of Representatives pledges allegiance to the Libyan National Army under the guise of General Khalifa Aftar, and the both of them are fighting and vying for power by creating separate central banks and trying to consolidate control of the oil fields. You add another third complicating factor in the fact that Libya shares a border with Chad, and such there's already a black Libyan population, and you start to shake and stir. When you shake and stir, you got to consider some factors such as post the conflict, both the GNA and the Eastern Generals saw Libya's black population as Gaddafi's natural ally. Also, the EU money made it plausible and possible to not only continue, but to expand the migrant detention program. On top of that, the civil war brought about, let's call it new economic opportunities for the sake of simplicity, such as slavery slash forced labor, ransoming of migrants and their family back home, and random torture for, I guess, the enjoyment of coping with the PTSD or something of that nature. The UN has called the European Union practice of aiding Libyan authority in detaining and returning migrants to their detention centers as inhumane. But you know, sneakers, who cares, right? Who cares, right? Boom. On top of that, the civil war has allowed for more opportunities for human trafficking to happen. You know, kind of things that happen in a war scenario. What police department gets to working when niggas is busting big boy artillery. So, that's for the Libyan context. Now we have to talk about the European context. The summer of 2015 created a migration crisis which Europe had never seen the likes of. During the first months of 2015, 137,000 migrants crossed over the Mediterranean Sea. The German, the German Chancellor Angela Merkel, after at first having a border of a policy of open border, especially at the height of the Syrian conflict, was met with a national opinion who was having shifting attitudes about immigration. In France, movements such as Le Rassemblement National and extreme groups such as Bloc Identitaire have pushed the conversation around immigration towards the right. In countries like Italy, the lines between the far left and the far right, coupled with the fact that Italy is the prime landing locations for migrants, have created the conditions for a change in European-wide immigration policy. One of the biggest change in this has been the shifting of the borders of Europe outside of Europe. What I mean is countries like Libya, Turkey, and as far as down as Mali, 
countries have become outposts of European border control. This gives you a context as the bombing that occurred July the 3rd in Tajura, a coastal town east of Tripoli. Details are still fuzzy, but some are emerging that after the first missile strikes, migrants attempted to leave the camp only to be shot at by guards who told them to return inside only to be killed by the second strike. The dead count is currently estimated at 40 with 200 many critically injured. According to diplomatic sources, the UN prevented the 15-member Security Council from issuing a statement, though it is unclear why. The lackluster by the international community can be attributed for the fact that most of migrants were citizens of poor sub-Saharan African country. The UN-backed government in Tripoli is proposing shutting down these facilities, but that will surely upset their European partner, especially after the last results in the European election, which saw far-right parties come out first in many European nations. As these migrants' life continued to be not much more than pawns in a political game in which has no concern for their humanity, the question remains, what will become of them? Peace, blessings, and salutations.